Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and video show which brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. If you're new to the channel, please subscribe so you won't miss a new episode. I'm your host, Fritz Bussemaker, and today I'm delighted and privileged to have a conversation with uh, Jacqueline Jackie Corbelli. Jackie, welcome to the program. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Now, the reason we invited you to the program, you are the founder of the U.S. Sustain Chain, but you're also the founder and chairman and CEO of a New York City tech startup, Brightlight. Now, that's been on the forefront of redefining the models for, I would say, permanently changing uh, TV and TV behavior. And yes. you've done that for 20 years. Uh, you be, used to be the president of uh, Aston Associates. Now you're board member of the International Radio and Television Society, the New York Tech CEO Roundtable. You are a founding member of the Pope Francis Ethics in Action Forum. Mm -hmm. And you live and work in New York City. So quite an impressive background. Thank you. Um, so it's over 20 years in uh, media, uh, helping to change media. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm interested because uh, this is the brand called you. So people want to find out how you got there. And you have a master's in international banking and business and finance. So how do you move from banking and business into in that from that domain and setting up your own tech startup? I'm, well, first of all, thank you so much again for having me. Um, it, it, is, uh, it is a delight to be with you. Um, and I know that we share uh, some passions um, as it relates to the world and to entrepreneurship and so on. So I'm delighted to be with you and, and to share some of these uh, things about my background with you. Um, I have had a passion from the time that I can remember. Um, to, as many people I think would say, to, um, to be a part of the solution, right? To be a part of anything we can contribute while we're walking on planet Earth. I've always had that as a sort of, a, it's been a bit of a North Star for me. Okay. Um, I, uh, you're right, uh, I receive a master's in international banking and finance and business from Columbia University. It was really a degree that I did jointly with the School of International Affairs. I've just had a passion for global uh, and economic um, uh, studies and have tried to you know, carry that with me as I sought to strike that balance of how can I do what I love and also afford to do what I love um, and find something that maybe has the potential down the road to bring all of these things together. Um, and that's really what, what happened for me. Um, that was sort of the, the subtext for everything that I've done was to, I need to pay my bills and I need to stay true to this sort of internal, you know, sort of guidance um, system that was was driving me. And so I started in banking. Um, I was given a, uh, an offer in banking and it seemed logical for my for my uh, degree. And I was pretty sure that it would be a, a great place to sort of learn the ropes from a business standpoint and so on. And, and so uh, first and foremost, it was about, well, this will help me pay for my loans, my school loans, which I had so many. Um, and while I was there, um, it happened at a certain time 
uh, a very specific time in the world in the late uh, 80s when the world was going through and our country was economically going through its uh, its own uh, version of today's uh, crises in a way, um, but but most importantly in the financial community where, you know, junk bonds had sort of hit the wall and what used to be called lesser developing countries were, 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 um, were uh, unable to pay their the interest on their loans to the to the uh, to the World Bank and so on and SNLs were falling apart and all to say that uh, very quickly when I joined banking I was sort of moved into the management training program but in a particular area called special loans which was restructuring um, uh, right big uh, big debt packages. Um, and I was very intimately involved in uh, those negotiations. It was a small bank. It was called Schroeder. Maybe you've heard of it. Um, and I was giving a, given a lot of responsibility early on, which I just I just loved. Uh, and once things got kind of stabilized in the banking industry, um, I was asked to move uh, my focus to the private client, private banking part of the business, which really wasn't a a passion for me. Um, and so I said, well, I've got three years here. I know I love this restructuring because it allows me to help. And I knew that crises, right, really brought this immediacy and urgency that made it very sort of, um, uh, it, it was very gratifying, right, to be part of, right, impacting people. And from there, I went to um, Aston. And Aston was a, a process redesign change management company. Um, it was started by an individual, Paul Allen, um, who was a, a, a partner at McKinsey, who, like many uh, star partners of McKinsey, headed off on his own. And, and the timing just worked beautifully where I became employee number one for him. And I engaged for almost 12 years um, in a, what I refer to as extraordinary circumstances of uh, redesigning whole corporations end-to-end, bottom-up, top-down, and so on. So when I think about the sort of pivotal moment for Jackie coming out of school, trying to find that sort of, you know, stay on that path, let the North Star guide me, this was the moment where, and, and believe me, it was no small feat to adjust this small town girl's ability to um, do what I wanted to do and to actually have the, um, the gumption to actually do it. It was very, very tough to bring whole organizations and they were financial institutions. So heavily regulated, very layered, very complex, hundreds of businesses, thousands of product lines and all the complexity in the back office, right. That, that hadn't um, received the benefit of digital technology yet. Okay. Um, I'm still going to be, I'm curious because, okay. The, the, so the, 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 the education, the first part of your career is all banking finance. I would say uh, in that context, quite a classic type of career. So you're making me curious when all of a sudden the whole uh, media and entertainment industry. Yes. Comes. Yes, and um, and so, ten years later, 
uh, after having restructured 10 corporations around the world, I sat down with my then partner uh, who made me president of the company, as you said, and said, I believe we need to open up the ambit of what we're doing and we need to climb outside this industry and everything that we do where change management is concerned can be applied in so many different contexts. And that's what I, I feel I need to do. Uh, and he said to me, well, there's just one problem with that. And that is what we're doing isn't broken. It doesn't need to be fixed. And I said, okay, well, you've inspired me to be what I can, all that I can be in this environment. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave um, in two years time and I'm going to build your company the way you want me to. And then I, I want your support in building something of my own. And that was my transition to building Brightline. And so Brightline is that media uh, organization, that media play that you're referring to. Um, and it had to do with uh, something that I felt was pretty specific in terms of the way digital technology was impacting a different industry. Okay. Um, and, um, and Brightline started out as very similar to Aston, a firm that was guiding big media companies like Comcast on how to think about readiness where digital technology was going to change the viewer experience and that it was in their best interest to figure out how that ideally would impact their business model. Do for viewers what they deserved and not have digital roll over that industry in ways that would be, um, okay. would so be a negative for them. So put the client in the center. That's what I'm hearing you say. Correct. Uh, but still, Correct. I mean, almost matter-of-factly, you bring in digital. Uh, but if you grown up in a world of finance and banking and restructuring organizations, I mean, that not, not nationally uh, brings in a, a digital background or digital expertise. So right. how did that come in? Well, um, it was the time, right? It was the context oh, yeah. in which yeah. the redesign was taking, all yeah. those different redesigns were taking place and the ways for, to get closer to the client in banking yeah. became, okay. how do we get all these legacy systems to talk to each other more easily? And it was creating these digital middle layers in order to do that. And that's where I was able to uh, go deep into digital and understand how to bring digital together with a customer centric way of thinking and strategizing about okay. the future. I got that. Uh, now, you also mentioned you just told your partner, oh, I'm going to leave in two years' time. Yes. <laughs> was that, how, what was the reaction? What, did, did you get support? Did, it, did they understand why you were going to do that? Or, I mean. You know, I, so the reaction was incredible. It was, I couldn't, Jackie, I couldn't think of a, better way for you to have approached this with me and the the way that you are uh planning to do this couldn't be better for the company so i support you i back you and um and let's figure out intentionally what we're going to accomplish over these next two years okay so have... I, I was very lucky to have that react it didn't it wasn't at the end, when I left, it wasn't as friendly, but uh, okay. at, at the time, uh, I he was extremely supportive. Um, you describe it as being lucky. 
although you did it, you just mentioned that okay at the end it probably didn't feel as being lucky but <laughs> to what extent uh would this also be like uh a, a desired behavior for any boss out there any manager hey look hey you have to take care of your employees and uh, help them with the career path help them uh to say uh, uh improve grow i you know i reflect back on my career um, and again, timing. And I feel so incredibly blessed that I have been able, I had been able in, in, in those days and those years to have the kind of experience I did. And I say lucky because I mean lucky. Um, you know, so many women, especially women, and of course, people of color don't have that experience. And mm-hmm. so it, it, it really has become a very um, central thread for me to speak about mentoring, um, to share that, you know what, it can be really hard. You, you know, it, it can be a really hard job and you can work really long and hard doing it. But if you're able to be your authentic self and feel heard, and even if there's time where you're not actually treated the way you feel you should be treated, if on balance, right, that core is there, honor it. Honor okay. it, respect it, and pay it forward. Now, is that the moment we live in where you do see uh, companies struggling to get employees? So that's like uh, the type of mentality we, we, we're now getting, oh, this is what you need to do to uh, keep retention low. Or is this a fundamental shift in how we look at organizations? I mean, I think that to the extent that change has occurred, um, it's been foisted upon private sector, and, and yep. I think rightfully so. I think we haven't just done it because of a greater conscience, consciousness and conscience about it, frankly. I, I think that it's been, a, it's been a slog. And I would say that it should have, you know, I expected there to be a lot more evolution along these lines by the time I reached this point in my career um, than has occurred. So I do think it's been a it's been a long hard road, um, and it is still a long hard road. When you look at you know how many women are sitting on boards, you know major blue chip company boards and so on, people of color, you know and so on. It's it's still not here. As far as I'm concerned, it still hasn't happened. I think the day that we stop thinking we have to give special awards to women versus people, we probably have turned the page. Does that make sense? Uh, oh, it, it makes sense. Uh, actually, we uh, uh, I live in the Netherlands, and we have our own uh, uh, our local version of the Oscars. And like in the states, you still have the best actor and the best actress. In the Netherlands, last year they merged that category. They exactly. realized uh, yeah. it's, you just you're a you're an actor, male female doesn't it's not relevant. Yes, it's excellence. Yeah. Period. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I read, I mean, looking at your profile, I read uh, personal motivation drives outcome. That's one of the statements you've made, well, over 11 years ago. Don't know if you remember, but that's a statement you made. What motivates you? Truth. Truth. Truth motivates me. Um, I think um, one of the biggest gifts from my days at Aston. Um, was it put us, our role was to, among other things, um, be an honest broker. 
Okay. It was to say top down, you want this strategy, bottom up, this is who you are to your employees and this is what your employees do for a living. And if you are true to your strategy, you will be more aligned with what's happening below. And, um, and you will take accountability for the, uh, the gap between what you're expecting to achieve yeah. as a company and what your um, employees are equipped to deliver to you. Um, and so um, I actually feel like there's a way to carry that through just about um, anywhere and um, in anything you, any, any pursuit. And um, it's, it's really been a huge piece of the way sustain chain, I believe oh, sustain chain has caught on. That's a it, nice segue to indeed one of the next topics I want to talk about. Before we go there, just one last question on the truth. How do you recognize the truth? Can you recognize it? I mean, I think it, it comes from that really deep place inside. It's that ability to keep an arm's length yeah. Um, and to and to continually challenge yourself to um, question why you believe what you believe. Got that. Right? Okay. Is it something selfish attached to that? Right? Is it have you brought in a sort of 360 kind of view? And um, that's part of my practice and uh, and discipline around truth. Great. Hey, let's indeed move to the U.S. sustain chain because uh, I'm getting a sense of why you started this because I see somebody who's continuously driven by how can we change things for the better? How can we improve? Uh, how did you get, how did you start the U.S. sustain chain? And maybe tell the audience what it is and why you founded it. Well, um, sustain chain is a, an extension of a vision that was formed as a result of the relationships built and the revelations of being in the trenches of you know, the famine belts of, of Africa mm -hmm. um, in helping uh, specifically Jeffrey Sachs in the Millennium Villages Project try and understand the truth of what he was accomplishing through that project in the last five years. And with that role, I was able to squarely focus on what was and wasn't being accomplished. And from the private sector um, perspective, what I was saying and how I was saying it was people were struck by it. It was not the usual narrative and conversation going on. That was where the relationships, really unique and special relationships were, were being formed. Um, as you know, uh, uh, Deputy Secretary General Amina Mohammed is a, just huge push, you know, wind beneath our, our sails, so to speak. Um, sustain chain really was rooted in the work in Africa and part of the realization that even if we're able to say we've ended poverty in certain areas or we've brought countries forward, right? Okay. How will we sustain it? Uh, okay. Right. So sustainability started to really kind of seep in at a very early stage. And after we were done and the SDGs became what they are, I had some of the donors in the Millennium Villages project come to me and say, 
Jackie, can you put your vision to work where private sector is concerned in achieving, you know, sustainability? Okay, so, so, so understand correctly. I mean, looking at the the the, the UN SDGs. Okay, we, we we go to Africa, we help a village, but once we leave, it could um, drop back to the old situation. So, it is about sustaining what the change you've tried to Correct. accomplish. So. What does the U.S. Sustain Chain do? Okay, so the U.S. Coalition on Sustainability was formed yeah. to recognize um, the role of private sector in rebuilding global supply chains in order to ensure that any achievements where sustainability is concerned could be sustained. There is no way to fully get there and stay there without those global supply chains being rebuilt. And so the US Coalition on Sustainability was formed with a vision around how we can make that happen. Sustain chain is the digital technology with a machine learning layer that allows us to work in a very organized way in a unified way, and in a way where instead of being in our individual silos and petri dishes on what, what we feel okay. is important to sustainability, we can look all the way across the field at all of the folks who align with us on that, yeah. and we can partner with, and so on, because there's just so much fragmentation, redundancy, duplication, and waste, uh, and there's not enough time to squeeze it all out without something at the center, right? Okay. Accelerating that progress. Uh, a couple, um, now, the way you describe it, um, I'm getting a sense that this is very much focused on multinational big corporates or can also the small SMEs to participate. So absolutely. We, yeah, good. So what we're, feel, what we're seeing uh, two years in, uh, it, it was a validation of a hypothesis that it is, is a myth to think that it is the big companies that are going to get us there. It's the small and medium-sized enterprises in combination that is the, it is the solution set, if you will, for, for achieving sustainability. Now, let me get this uh, straight, just to make sure that you, you are still with Brightline, aren't you? Yes. yes. I'm uh, a chairman. Yeah. So both, uh, you could say, initiative seem like full-time employment. That sounds, <laughs> sounds like 24-7, both. <laughs> In itself, <laughs> how do you balance your attention? Um, okay, so I mentioned that work I did on the restructuring side for 12 yeah. years. I mean, the long and short of it is it's um, 100 hour weeks back to back to back to back to back to back to back over 12 years in very complex situations where you have to compartmentalize constantly. I'm conditioned for it, in other words. Yeah. Uh, I'm a freak of nature from this, that standpoint, um, okay. but you know, having to operate with precision in situations like that for so long, basically just puts you in a, in a state where you're able to do more of what you're describing than the average Joe or Joan. Okay, uh, I come across quite exceptional people and you're one of the very few who would uh, qualify themselves as a freak of nature. I know <laughs> a couple other people who do that as well. So I'm trying to figure out how um, you could say your personal experience could be then picked up by the audience. Say, well, hey, how can I apply? Because I might, I might be that average Joe or Jane. So, does it mean I can't do this, or uh, is there any advice you could give people? Yeah, 
maybe we are more a freak of nature than we realize, much more than we all are. Look, I think it just it comes down. Yeah. First, you have to have the desire, right? Yeah, and and right. if you have the desire, um, and then you have the um, sort of the audacity, um, and you have the persistence. I think those are the things that will force the kind of focus you need to know whether you can balance more than one thing, right? So you, you need to do that and then prioritize what does it mean to succeed on both those paths and then step back and see, can I do it? Yeah. Um, that, and then be honest with yourself. Yeah. That yeah. You just have to be honest with yourself. Uh, is there a learning path? Can you Are there mentors who can help you train to do that? Um, I think so. I think so. I haven't, frankly, I haven't put my thought and focus onto that one yet, yeah. but, um, but I, uh, I take your challenge. Yeah. I take your challenge uh, yeah. to try. Good. Okay. Now in all those, um, years you've been working, uh, what you described, what are your biggest learnings and failures, uh, to date? And is there a mistake where you say, Hey, I'm glad I made that escape because that actually learned me a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think the learning that drove me to this point was that there are certain things in play in every situation that are very human based. And that um, if you could stay very much attuned to that human aspect, you know, people's own inspiration and motivation and what they're looking for out of out of a situation. If you could stay attuned to that, there's a way of of approaching things that is going to feed a a connection in in the best way possible to move something forward. Um, but the other side of that is context matters. Um, and uh, what works in uh, one context. Um, you know, it's the 80-20 rule. Yeah. The 20% of the time that it doesn't work can be really painful. And that's when you learn. Um, yes, I've had uh, experiences like those. I, I could say I could point to at least one in every one of my individual, you know, pieces of my career. Um, and you walk away from it with greater humility and a refreshed commitment to that truth. Yeah. Um, and, uh, without going into too much detail, I mean, I think, you know, what do, they say, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger yeah. It's character building and it's part of life. And so I, I welcome it and I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. And is that also an advice you would give to young manners starting on the journey? So, um, it, you talk about tenacity, you talk about, uh, the change, uh, the, okay, okay, the, the no guts, no glory attitude. Is that what it's all about? Yes. I think else? I think very much so. And I think no no fear, you know, I mean, you can be you, you, thoughtful, reflective, uh, authentic, real, and then do it and let the chips fall and learn from it and do it again. Um, I, I really believe that, you know, that's 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 part of the formula right at the core of the formula I've used. And, and, and I think, I think it works. If you're ready, if you're, if you're ready to learn from things, it's the best thing you can possibly do to put it all out there because you're just going to be able to do it even better the next time or okay, differently yeah. or not Happy. do it. 
Hey, great insight. Um, now, a couple of final questions. Do you have an end goal? Do you have an exit strategy? For what? Well, you've started, I mean, I, I can understand with uh, the company Brightline. I mean, the exit strategy could be, okay, I'm going to sell the company because it's time to retire. With something like you and Sustain Chain, with, um, will that ever stop? It, I don't think so. I don't think it'll ever be able to stop because uh, we can have a goal of 2030. Yeah. But we all know this is going to be a lifelong ambition for certainly people of my generation. So I don't see an exit strategy except for the permanent one that I have to deal with. <laughs> okay. So, so because uh, you started this, but this is going to be your life journey. Is yes. that what I'm hearing? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely right. This is one I, I have to stay with for as long as it takes. And I, I'm pretty sure that I'll end before it does. <laughs> okay. Well. Let's hope that that's going to take more than a number of years before that happens. I mean, it's all, it's all going to, we're all going to get there. But um, in the meantime, uh, tenacity, no guts, no glory. And um, just execute on your vision, execute on your dream. That's what I'm hearing you say. That's it. You got it. Easy. What a delight. Thank you so much. Jackie, it was great talking to you. This was the brand called you of Jackie Cobelli. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website, www.tbcy.in, to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.